This is Sexy Book Club. Like the name says, we talk about sexy books with an emphasis on the sex. So keep listening only if you're ready for frank and explicit conversation. Welcome to Sexy Book Club. I'm Amy. I'm Tom. And I'm Carla. And this is a podcast where we read a sexy book and then talk about it. Our sexy book for this month was my choice, and it is called um, For Real. It's a spire story by Alexis Hall. And I'm just going to jump right into the jacket cover. What do you call that? The The blurb. The blurb. The blurb. Lawrence Dial is worn down and washed up, and for him, the BDSM scene is all played out. Six years on from his last relationship, he's pushing 40 and tired of going through the motions of submission. Then, he meets Toby Finch, 19 years old, fearless, fierce, and vulnerable, everything Lori can't remember being. Toby doesn't know who he wants to be or what he wants to do, but he knows, with all the certainty of youth, that he wants Lori. He wants him on his knees. He wants to make him hurt. He wants to make him beg. He wants to make him fall in love. The problem is, while Lori will surrender his body, he won't surrender his heart. Because Toby's too young, too intense, too easy to hurt. And what they have, no matter how right it feels, can't last. Can't mean anything. It can't be real. <gasps> oh, spoiler Ooh. alert, it is real. Oh my God. <laughs> That was a good. Okay, that's a, the blurb, <laughs> a good blurb really encapsulates it. Yep. It really does. That is exactly what this book is about. So we have two main characters in this story, and I love them both, but I love Toby more. If I had to choose favorites, uh, but let's just go through them. So the very first character that we meet is Lawrence or Lori. Um, he is in his forties. He is. Well, come on now. I think he's thirty nine. Yeah. Oh, he's sorry. almost forty. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he almost maybe thirty eight? Yeah, he's like almost yeah. forty. I mean, in I the blurb, like it says he's thing. pushing forty. Oh, he's pushing forty. I'm so Lawrence Lori. If you can hear me, I'm so very, so very sorry. Uh, so there's a couple descriptions in the book that's really good for Lori. Uh, it says, he's not handsome, he's not pretty, and beautiful isn't right either, because he just isn't. I think he might be a bit ugly, actually, but somehow looking at him makes my stomach fizz like paracetamol and Pepsi. I would say probably like really angular. He says he's taller than Toby, stronger than him. Um, that he is quite a powerful um, presence. He says his chin is too sharp. There's a bit of gray hair. And he looks all real crazy, harsh, all lines and angles, full of locked up secrets. Ooh. Yeah. So Lawrence is, I think, like pretty, if you were to guess, you would guess that he would be the dominant one. But you'd be wrong because Lawrence is very submissive. He had a crazy relationship with a guy and they broke up and it was it hurt him so bad and so that's why he is all locked up full of secrets inside uh, and he plays the BDSM scene with a couple of his friends but then Toby comes onto the scene and Toby is like I would say the polar opposite of <laughs> Lawrence the very first time they mention Toby they say look at the fetus 
That's how young Toby is. <laughs> and that's brought up a couple times. The fetus. Thin and weary and absurdly young, there wasn't much of him from this angle. Just a curly flop of dark hair. Uh, it mentions how pale he is. It mentions that uh, from... Lori's point of view, he also says he wasn't particularly attractive. He was too unformed, all angles and irregularities. He's got dark blue eyes, um, the kind of eyes that always look like have eyeliner around them, apparently. And he smiles. I loved this description of Toby smiling. All teeth. The only, the way only people who hadn't learned self-consciousness knew how to smile, <laughs> which I really love. But um, Toby's really young. He's 19. He's too thin. They mentioned him being pockmarked. So he's got pimples, which I actually love that they brought that up. Nobody is like a perfect glass skin person. It's nice to read about that. And I didn't think it took anything away from it for me personally. He's all passion and like straight up, I love you. And Lori, on the other hand, is very uh, conservative. Lori's got this very important job being a medical consultant. And Toby, on the other hand, feels like he is, he's got absolutely, he loves to cook and he works at this dive bar or this dive diner. Yeah, total greasy spoon sort of thing. Yeah. And he loves it, but there's always this conflict between them of, once they start to open up to each other, Lori thinks Toby can do more and Toby is tired of hearing about it. And Toby's got a crazy famous artistic mother, apparently, who <laughs> is the world's leader in painting her own vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> there's a little bit for everyone in this book. Mm -hmm. Toby has a really big bond with his grandfather as well. So um, we don't really hear very much about Lori's parents because he is pushing 40. And at that point, you know, you're you're pretty separated from your parents. You're all living your own lives. But it does say that um, something about them not being um, ever satisfied with Lori. Um, that's why he got the big important job. Don't we always do everything for our parents? I know I sure it's, do. <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> and yeah, so that is it. I'm going to throw it over to uh, who had conflict. Was that you, Tom? That was me, yep. Yeah. Uh, basically, the central conflict of this book is, I'll break it down real easy. Uh, there's a 19-year-old who feels he's not good enough or experienced enough for his 37-year-old uh, man that he wants to uh, be with. And there's a 37 year old. That would be Lori, of course, who feels he's too old for Toby at 19. That's basically the central conflict. There's a lot of back and forth between the two of them. Um, and, you know, uh, speaking of what Amy kind of mentioned about how uh, Toby doesn't really feel like he's doing enough with his life because he had these big expectations and he dropped out of law school and he's working at a greasy spoon diner, whereas Lori there's there's kind of two sides to Lori on this one, because he feels that whatever Toby wants to do is totally great. If he wants to work at the Greasy Spoon, that's fantastic. But then he also sees the side where Toby feels like he's not good enough. And he knows that Toby could be better if he maybe applied himself in a different way. So it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of 19 year olds blowing up and getting mad. And then 37 year olds trying to, like, settle that back down because <laughs> he's 37. He knows better. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's true. But I also find a lot of 37-year-old bullshit of not talking about your feelings. Oh, sure. Yep. You know, like he's almost I – f- I felt Lori's too cool for school. He's, he's like, really like he's been single now for six years. He's used to just like doing his own thing and he is very used to just like doing his own thing. So it makes him a bit inconsiderate sometimes. Like sure. not intentionally an asshole. Like he'll he will often do something and then realize after like, oh, that was a real dick move. <laughs> Oops. Uh, oh, I threw him out in the rain. Yeah, that was like, God, am I a terrible person? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's he's just a bit self-involved, maybe. I think, Carla, you have the uh, setting for this one. Yes. Yeah. So this is uh, easy. No, um, you know, dragon rules I need to explain or anything. <laughs> um, it's set in modern day London. They do go to Oxford is the only other place. But I mean, it's basically they go to the BDSM club one or two, t- two times, I guess. And they're in Lori's very posh townhouse. But otherwise, like, it's just the modern, normal world, except London. So fun accents. Ooh. <laughs> Which I caught on right away. I was like, the vocabulary in here yeah. is Yeah, it's definitely very British. <laughs> written very British, which was really fun. It was fun because I read it with an accent in my oh, head. Of course, me too. The whole time. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't like you were having to read Train Spotting when it's Bagby's chapters and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this character is saying. Yeah. Or you have to read it aloud to yes. understand. Yes. Yeah. It's like playing Mad Gab with yourself. You guys <laughs> yes. ever played that? Yes. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Like, don't don't pay attention to what you're reading. Pay attention to what you're hearing when you read it out loud. Exactly. A lot of... This book is sex, and that's so great. I thought it was its number one selling feature was good sex scenes, and <laughs> and a lot of them. Yep. Like it gets it gets into it essentially straight away. Like first thing. Um, oh, oh, also there are two other characters that are Lori's friends, and I think they're lovely. They're both delightful. I thought that they were yeah. very good foils to his very broody. Um, yeah. Down in the dumps kind of skepticalness. Well, they call him on that like self-involvedness that he has. Like his two friends are incredible. Like, spoiler, I fucking love this book. Yeah. Like it's good it was the yep. probably yep. the best sex scenes, the most sex scenes, and I think maybe the ro- most romantic book that yeah. we have read. Like it was very sexual and it's um like um a BDSM book, so a different kind of sexuality really than we have been reading about um but it was so romantic also like yeah i'm gonna throw this out too by far out of all the books we've read for this podcast so far the best written book like oh for sure down miles above everyone else they took the time to actually like flesh out the characters Mm -hmm. and make them people yeah, this there was, was like a point. A, I think I cried in this book. I well, can't it was remember what point. <laughs> a really well written book that just happened to have a lot of sex in it. Yep. Yep. So it's checking all the boxes for us. <laughs> it really is. It was yeah. it was like a delight to read. Yeah. Also, it is a gay romance novel. So we are talking. Oh, we should about, probably mention like, that, too. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's men together in this one. And. I mean, I like men. So what's not to like is great for me, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I feel like the emotion of it took over. Like, I mean, they could have been two space aliens doing it. Sure. Mm -hmm. And the whole writing and all like, it was all, it was just beautiful. (laughs) It was like, they're like, they were so 
sweet and awkward realistically with yes. each other. And the part, like, Amy already touched on this, but the part, like, the first time they're together, I think, and he's, like, um, Toby's embarrassed because he has acne scars. It's, like, one of the most romantic things I've ever read where Lori's, like, touching them and he's, like, oh, it's they're not ugly. They're just there. It's, like, he found the thing he was most self-conscious about and reassured him, like, oh, that's not a big deal to me at all. I think you're, like, a total fucking babe. It was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that they were each other's own version of sexy. Like, yes, that they, you know, maybe to other people wouldn't be traditionally attractive and then found something super special in each other as well. Not like two ugly people found each other. Good for them. <laughs> Not like that. Because no. I, I never pictured them as ugly people. I pictured no. them as very maybe like plain like yeah. I don't know but I guess that's also a good part of writing is she described them really well but at the same time it could have been anybody yeah yeah they just like, seem like two normal guys like just two yep just two, two everybody just was normal which was also nice because this is um other than um releasing rage which had like some dominant uh dominant stuff but was, of course, set on a spaceship and was, like, quite out of this world. <laughs> there was a lot else going yep. on. It was so nice how everyone was, um, like, they were into BDSM and his friends had, like, an open relationship or were in a thruple. I wasn't quite sure how that was yeah, working. There was, there was, like, a lot of open love. There was a lot of open love going on. Love going on. And it, everything is just treated so, like, normally. Yep. Yes. And it's not like, oh, isn't this, like... Mm-hmm. How taboo. Exactly. Yeah, so what do you do like, on your weekends? It was just how it was. And it was so nice that it was, yeah, just a book about normal people doing normal things because that's what it is. Like it's not. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I like that quite a bit. Guys, I'm just going to say I'm super stoked I, I found this book. <laughs> My next one's going to be terrible. Brace yourselves. Uh, I love the how how well she stayed in character for these characters i believe it's are, a he no it's, sorry it is not a she. she sorry i keep seeing alexis and i, I know it's sort of a trick that went to she alexis yeah is a male writer and then also Lori. that's why it's good that we clarified it's two men because here yes. Lori is you i would assume woman yeah. but lawrence right Toby. lawrence Lori. yeah and it's very british too i don't think you yes. meet a lawrence who's a Lori in america yes i mean it would be few and far between if you yeah. did we go with larry La- <laughs> yes we go larry i yeah. like Lori so like much Lori. oh Lori's so much better sorry sorry, let me, to, let me... sorry to all the larry's out there yeah i'm sorry yes no larry's fine too oh my land we don't mean okay. to larry shame <laughs> no exactly. no larry shaming going on so I loved how um, he wrote the characters' voices even in the sex scenes. I loved that this went from chapter to chapter in Lori's point of view and then Toby's point of view because you really got to see the inner workings of how they were feeling about specific incidences. Um, And I also loved that... Everything that Toby thought during the sex scenes was so what a 19-year-old would say or think or do. And everything that Lori said is so totally what a mid-late 30s person would say or think or do. Like, at one point, oh my God, Toby said, and he talks about how much he comes a lot because apparently he's, I'm imagining maybe just like, a fireman's hose that no one's holding at the end uh-huh. and just yeah. kind of spraying everywhere. That's that's the feeling I got from this. Uh, but this one passage says, 
And holy shit, if I hadn't just come all the cum in the universe, I'd probably be coming right now. My cock actually sort of staggers like a punch-drunk boxer who doesn't know when to stay down. I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much for so many reasons. One, this is exactly the way, like, a 19-year-old would maybe describe he's so like enamored and so excited yeah because it's the first time he's been in a he always has felt like he was dominant but it's the first time he gets to like explore this part of him and he's Mm -hmm. so just like fucking stoked total puppy dog energy and it's so sweet um and then Lori is so like this should be old hat for me but like what the fuck like i am so into everything this guy is doing like they're so into each other and you hear their inner monologue, and it's such a delight. Well, and you like you get to hear their intentions as well, because especially if someone isn't very clear about what BDSM is and what it means to be dominant, and just like, oh, they just like to hurt people, and they get off on that. This book is allows you to see that it's so much more than that. Like it's so, it's such a complicated way to probably feel and to find an outlet for that would be very difficult, I would assume. Um, Like he says here, poor Lori, if only he was mine, I'd hug him and hurt him and save him too. Like any time he mentions about hurting him, it's it never rang to me as like, oh, like, (laughs) yes, you know, like. Yeah, it's like consent is like constant and very enthusiastic. Um, And they aren't, it's not just dominance like they also have very sweet romantic sex that is like not him tied up over the kitchen table or on well, the one kitchen of them table makes a pie. while he's well, making a pie, makes a pie. Yes. exactly like there's More that on the pie and they later both, on and they both uh, love that yes. tom will get tom will get back to that pie with a yeah. recipe for you but um yeah it's it's nice to see consent so just like absolutely interwoven into this because it I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey, but from what I've heard, that is one of the main problems with it is that it is like they don't deal with that very well. And in that community, it is obviously incredibly important because people could get seriously, actually physically injured. So, Mm -hmm. oh, definitely. I well, and I like that they kind of touch and make fun of that, too, with the safe word. Mm -hmm. Um, More to come on that later because I can't find it right now, but it's something it's baked good, I think. It's like it's food related, and it's oh, a hilarious. Yeah. What is the it's a hilarious word? word, and I can't think. And because Lori Was it wasn't like taking pie or something. Yes, yeah, it's banoffee, banoffee yeah. pie. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, Which is so British. Like oh, thanks, for, thanks guys. British. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and that just kind of goes to show like there's two different versions. Two of this is because Lori doesn't feel like consent is a big problem because he's been in the scene for such a long time. Like he's essentially fucked everybody in that club. Like he has well, so been, much that he has forgotten that he's fucked the same guy. Yeah. yeah several who's times. like actually into him. Who yeah. would like, who also like, I can't remember his name. I'm such a jerk. Saxophone man. Saxophone, saxophone man. man. This guy that he like goes home with the. Um, from the bar also is like a real character and a real human being yep. even though he's on like eight pages of the whole book like this author well, <laughs> we can't done. remember their names but we remember them like and oftentimes in books like these characters come like that and go no pun intended haha <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
in this one, like every character means something and has a a purpose and is a person. Like I imagine I thought he was probably like pretty bummed that. Oh, for sure. But he's so like decent at the end because that's what I was going to say in our defense. Lori doesn't know his name yeah. basically the whole time. So. And he's fucked him several times. So, yeah. You know. um, but that guy ends up being so decent because they go to the club that time and Lori's ex is there and the whole thing. And then. Oh, that yeah. that reading that scene gave me like a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach because I thought For it was sure. really going to go south. And I did not want that to happen. Yes. More on that. Later. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Lori kind of, he's been in the scene. He's had so many sexual partners that they all kind of have, like, he has a relationship and, and a past with all of them, but Toby doesn't. And so when Toby's, like, in his living room with Lori on his knees being like, should we have a safe word? Lori's, like, scoffing at him, like, you child. Like, fine. <laughs> yeah. But not fee pie. Like, <laughs> and then and- he's like, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, and Toby has grown up because he's like almost 20 years younger in a culture that is much more like mm-hmm. um, open about things. But he would have grown up with this resource of the Internet where he has like learned like the proper way he should be doing things, whereas yes. Lori didn't. He just oh, like the- learned by doing. He even mentioned that in one of his chapters as he was going home, as Lori was going out to get a lift, he was supposed to tell someone else where he was going to be. Yes. But he didn't have any friends to text because, number one, he probably isn't open about this part of his lifestyle with his friends. And all of his other friends went to university. And he didn't. And he's the odd one out. And he's like, who am I going to tell? My mom? Hey, mom, I'm going to go, like... Yeah, I'm going Tie home up a stranger. With like, so yeah. he didn't actually, he broke a rule for himself and generally for the community because Lori was like, tell someone where you're going. And he didn't do it. So yeah. uh, he also, they also kind of make fun at it where um, Lori kicks him out after they have their first sexual encounter where essentially he's got, Lor- Toby's got Lori on his knees, essentially jacks off all over his living room. <laughs> uh in the fireman hose style, I'm sure. <laughs> As and one then, does. And then Lori, like, is like, okay, bye. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> yeah, because and he's then, used to it being very transactional. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's used you to, like, going home with someone, you do the yeah. thing, and then you're both like, that was great, peace, see you yeah. later. And, and, and Toby, meanwhile, like, is like, oh, well, hold on a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't we cuddle? So he leaves, and he's out in the rain and stuff, right? So this is after that. And then um, <laughs> he comes back, and he's like, can we talk about this inside? And he's like, I don't know. Every time I get into your house, you're checking me out of it. And then he goes, what was I supposed to do? Tie you to my bed and keep you? And then Toby says, dude, there is like a middle ground between kidnapping someone and making them feel like they're completely unimportant to you. <laughs> it's like uh, I would I would really like to mention, this happens a couple times in the book, but I thought it was hilarious when it did. After he kicks Toby out, he starts like running crime statistics through his head and like the rate of accidents and everything. Yeah, and it's like because total, of his job, he's right? like, oh my God. And that is like how we know that he's into Toby is that he's worrying about him out there. He could end up in a gutter somewhere. Who knows yeah. where he lives? Yeah, he always knows that he likes Toby. He just is fighting it because he feels like, am I an old, creepy, gross yeah, guy? Yeah. Am I like, yucky? I feel so yucky about this. And again, credit to the author, it could have been so gross. Like when I first yes. saw like, this is a big age gap. I don't know how nope. I feel about this. But it is immediately like, uh, Toby is 
legally an adult, but also like young, but not emotionally stunted in a way where it at all feels like he's being taken advantage of. Like it does not feel like that. He stands up for himself like they are equals in the relationship, despite the differences in power dynamics based on like age and wealth and class and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would like to mention one thing real quick uh, that was like. I think six pages into the book that really made me be like, oh, I like this author a lot. I hope it is the same line that I have quoted from page six. Please I think say it, what is. it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're in the, the BDSM club. Uh, Lori's with his friends, Sam and Grace, and <laughs> he's talking about his old relationship. And this is the exact quote that like sold me on this book so early on. I feel like I'm stuck in a reverse Alanis. Every time he scratches his nails down someone else's back, I feel it. (laughs) I literally have that highlighted as well. And I was like, I fucking love this line. It's literally on page six. And I was like, oh, Amy, good choice. Like, I am so into this book. (laughs) Right away. I was just like, oh, I'm sold. Like this, this author has me. me. It was like, yeah, like we said, like, it's quite funny, although very serious, super sexual, so romantic, like. They're, they go to Oxford and they like... Spoiler alert, that's where the Spires live. I The all, the entire time I was like, a Spires story. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? What does I this know. have to do with anything? I'm like, there but are no they Spires te- anywhere. They tease, I think, who like some of the other books are about yes, when they're at I Oxford, so. which seems very fun. But like they go and Toby is so like intelligent and discussing art and cooking and food and all this like very esoteric esoteric stuff with all these professors at Oxford that like know Lori. His own, that Lori, Lori had no idea a, he would do that. And Lori's a scientist, right? He's a he's a physician and then has become like an emergency room physician and now is a consultant. So he is like a scientist and he's like, I don't understand like any of this stuff. And he gets like kind of jealous and then they're wearing tuxedos and they dance in the courtyard. Yeah. And, it's and then so have good. Very aggressive sex in the courtyard. Oh, yep. too. Yeah, they it's do. great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I loved it when they were there. I loved seeing that. And and I feel like this is an important part for the story, but also like just for people is that someone that you're dating and you have a certain picture of them in your mind and then you go somewhere where they are actually in their wheelhouse that you are you have no idea and you look at them and they're like a completely different person to you now. You're like like you are discussing like and the way that he's showing Lori how to eat his food and yes. he's just so into it and just like, no, no, you got to do this. Like, oh, you've got to try this one, too. And he was so and uh, flirty, too. Like, yeah. he, it was like he developed a confidence there. Yeah. He's like flirting with these other men. It's it's so great for his character, because up until that point, it has been like very successful, very high powered physician and like younger guy that works at a diner like there could be a big disparity but this kind of even some things out like totally we're not just our job we're not just um how much money we make when they were out <laughs> one of the cashiers um said <laughs> like you and your dad or something like that yeah <laughs> and they they handled it well Lori kind of <laughs> had a moment but i thought the oxford stuff was really good uh, for Lori's view of Toby, like Carla said, like yes. all of a sudden he became this like almost erudite, like educated, really funny, really smart. Like where the fuck was this guy? Like, yeah, like I'm not taking advantage of this guy. Like, look at him. He is so much better in this situation. He could have than anyone in this room. Yeah. And he chose me. So 
not everything is hunky-dory throughout this whole book, though. They have a spat and well, like a couple really yeah they do like they it things evolve but but there's a big one that there's a really long time in between when they talk um yeah they realize that they is this before i think they before they had exchanged phone numbers well that's it like yes. they've been seeing each other for literally months because toby would come to his house on the weekend. every weekend yeah. and that's just how they got a hold of each other and then something happened and they realized like, I guess they had gotten in a fight, right, about and then something. Toby's grandfather died. Yeah, and their yeah. relationship was so sweet. Like, he didn't ever know who his dad was, and his grandfather was, like, this really solid figure in his life. His mom was an artist, and she was so, like, she was incredibly talented, but um, Pretty... not, not a traditional mom yeah. figure, yeah. let's say. Um, and his grandfather was, like, this wonderful accepting loving yeah. guy who but he taught him hadn't all this always fun stuff been. i love that yeah. that he hadn't always been until his grandson came out he was i guess quite like homophobic or yeah and had kind didn't... of been a real jerk like when yeah. Yeah. um when his mom had been growing up really like absent and then mm-hmm. later in life realized like oh this isn't what life's about life is about like love and acceptance and like just adored his grandson and they adored each other yeah. And then he was very old and unwell. He died. But then Toby had no way to get a hold of Lori. So the one person he needed to talk to and confide in and be comforted by, they didn't have that. And imagine how that would make you feel if the one person that you loved, you had z- you realized you have zero way of contacting them because they never thought like to give you, you their, their phone, phone number. number. Yeah. Yeah, it it's it seems like unrealistic but in the context of the story feels very believable because they just had this routine like he's off work on the weekends i go there on the weekends and he couldn't just go there his grandfather had died he had to like make arrangements and also was in incredibly serious mourning and and he and Lori had had a fight so they weren't talking before that yeah so Lori thought like well he's just left me like he's just gone and he doesn't love me anymore because i fucked up um, which was also understandable. Then he went to see his friends and his friends were like, hey, you dumb idiot. Why don't you go see him? <laughs> his friends he, are so good. I love his friends. I love they have a non-binary character in here as well. Yeah. Angel, mm-hmm. who, again, every character, regardless of how important they are to the story, are just like people in here. Like Carla said, I love it. Um, so they're like, I didn't know Angel very well, but I was struck suddenly by how easy they could uh easy they could be to like behind their wary eyes and they talk and grace and sam are trying to make him feel better but then realize and this part i think this is the part that i cried at (laughs) because i'm an emotional sack of emotions um pretty much just all the time so um as they're talking and Lori's kind of finally opened up to them and saying, I feel like I'm encouraging him in something that's bad for him. And then, you know, and and then Grace is like, "Okay, well, let's see here. I'm 19 years old and I get to have quality kinky sex with a hot older guy, a guy who seems to genuinely care about my welfare and is far kinder, far sweeter and far better to be with than he ever gives himself credit for. You know, I think I'm good. And then (laughs) and then he's like. They they hugged, 
And he said, Grace had jumped into my arms and I was being ruthlessly hugged. I gave her an awkward, abashed squeeze. Not that this isn't nice, but why? And then this is the part that made me cry. She pulled back so she could look at me, her expression uncharacteristically solemn. Because we let you get so lost. And I was like, oh! Yeah. (laughs) Because they really are true friends. And that is what happened. He got lost for six years. He was... Yeah, like totally emotionally distanced from himself. And it's like, it was so relatable. You could see that happening. Like your friends like drifting further and further, like kind of down a hole. And it's like everything kind of seems normal and you don't know what to like. Yeah. And yeah, Angel's like a what, like C-level character in this book, Mm D-level character and still feels like a human being. Yeah. Mentioned only in that scene. Yeah. They just happened to have just had a threesome with... Grace and Sam, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, that was it. I was like, oh, I think maybe they're like kind of all in a relationship, but maybe they're just having sex. I think it's Sam and Grace. For sure. And Grace is the dom. And And Grace like likes to play with other people. Yes. And Sam, I think, likes to watch her play with other people. It's something like that. It works for them. And that's awesome. A couple pages before when he goes over, Lori goes over to Grace and Sam's. And Lori talks about how Grace has this tradition of pancake Sundays. Yeah. And she used this when she first started it as a way to like just kick her one night stands out with no emotional awkwardness. Like, oh, I've got breakfast with my friends, like see yourself out sort of thing. So he goes over there and talks about this. And then uh, it mentions that Sam just like sat down in a towel one day and was like, oh, cool. Pancakes. Yeah. And like <laughs> just never left. And just then never like, left. Oh, I guess we're a couple now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I have a lot of... um, There's just so many little things in this book that are fucking great. Yeah, Yeah, like so believable, but like heightened in a book way so that it's not boring. I mean, I don't want to read about actual real life. I live actual real life. So there is still some like escapism to it, but it's so believable. Uh, Like when he's talking to people (laughs) and he's like, uh, (laughs) Jasper... Uh, one of the guys at Oxford asks, um, have you actually seen one? Uh, he's talking about a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, I'm so cross with him. I say without thinking, yeah, I've seen my mom's. <laughs> and then the line he says after that's so great. Whoa. Welcome to silence. Population. Like record scratch. Everyone. Right? <laughs> like. It's so funny. Because I love that it's just peppered with like these little just gems. These little gems like, welcome to silence, population, everyone. Yeah. And then they realize his mom's a famous artist who like does all this art of her vagina. And then they're like, oh, oh, my God. But oh, man, you're right. I forgot about that. So funny. Amy's right. There's so many one liners like uh, he's talking about. Like the, they just had sex. And then at the end of the, the line, it says it was totally three Michelin star sex. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just uh, so many little things. Uh, there's even a shout out to Mary Berry from Great British uh, yeah, Bake Off yeah. in one of the lines. Like, it's unreal. I have a note here that says I've never read a sex book that mentioned cloisters so much. When, from when they oh. were in. <laughs> I'm like, my God, never have I ever read a book that mentions cloisters so much. Well, unless it was like a book that described a church in every detail that exactly. it possibly could. Apparently. Yeah. So many cloisters. Probably more of that in the f- future Spires books. A lot mm. of uh, a lot of cloisters. Cloisters. Yes. A Spire so, story. <laughs> right, probably. Um, I love how their sex doesn't go perfect all the time. That's one yeah, thing that we, I really We haven't enjoyed. even talked about the sex, and the oh, sex is like half of the oh, book. Oh, we should probably talk about we the sex, We should probably talk. Guys, 
I've done you a disservice. I'm running this show and we haven't talked about the sex yet. <laughs> it's just that the emotions and the characters and every yes. like the book is so good. Uh, but if you like sex, this book is also really wonderful. Um, so their sex is hot and steamy and Toby is the dominant and Lori is the submissive. But it doesn't go perfect all the time. I mean, there's one point further on in the book and they are trying to, and it's all, um, so how do you know after you, shall I, what's the best? And then they say, there's nothing else to do but to laugh. Um, laughing during sex is something that I did not experience until I was with my husband. And it is like a really, it's, I don't know. It's just like a joyful experience. It's so good. Yeah. Listeners, if you've never like had like a giggle fest while fucking, I suggest you do so because there's something just really like in your heart about it. And because well, there's a lot about sex that is like pretty absurd. Sure. <laughs> and oh, it's all ridiculous. And <laughs> it's hilarious. It is pretty wonderful when you can like acknowledge the absurdity of it, laugh about things, and then just like still move on and. Yeah, it's you're right. It's so joyful. And when do you get to see a genuine smile while you're ha- like, you know, like a laughter smile, not like like a, a smile. I love you smile or like a smile. I'm having a great time smile. But yeah. like a laughter, you know, like the real smile that people do <laughs> before they realize they should be uncomfortable about their smiles. Isn't that what they <laughs> <Yes>. said earlier? <laughs> yeah. And there's just something really wonderful about that because you connect, I feel like, a lot. When that well, happens. and in in romance novels, so often, like they treat the sex so seriously, mm-hmm. um, which can be fine, but it's not that realistic. Like, no, sex isn't like serious and solemn and like um, always like intense all the time. Sometimes exactly. it's light and fluffy, or sometimes you're Toby and you have absolutely no idea what's going on ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and your inner monologue is just like. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Is I this guess, what I'm supposed to be doing? I guess I'm we'll only do this. 19. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they they talk about like he is so hesitant a lot of the time. So in the, on this page it says they're talking about what to do. And I mean, I guess you kind of have to have those conversations when you get into like prop related for sure. Antics, and, like, right? Like, things are more complicated. This isn't like yeah, like lick here, then insert this here, right? Like yeah. there are like so many more literal moving parts. There of, are like, steps. Yes. Um. So he's like, <laughs> I really want to do this. So how do we do this? What's best? And then he's like, Lori's like, I used to have um furniture, but not anymore because they're in the emptied out room that used to be Lori and his ex-boyfriend's fuck room. And so he's like, um, do you do you want to like restrain me or and then Toby's like, do I need to? And he's like, I could just be still if you want. <laughs> and he's like, um, <laughs> and they're having a conversation about their sex before their sex, which I thought was really great. Yeah. Does anyone have a favorite sex scene? 
There are so many to oh, choose from. There's there like, are so, there's so many. many. Does anyone have a sex scene they'd like to share? Maybe that's just a better... Because <laughs> maybe they're all favorites. I'd love to talk a little bit about the lemon meringue pie scene. Oh, please yeah. do. Just because it's it's so fun. Uh, like, Lori doesn't like lemon meringue pie. And Toby says, you'll like my lemon meringue pie. And then proceeds to tie him up, do things to him while also baking a pie and yeah. it's oh it's just this, a delight like, four to read. hour process making a pie right because yeah. it's oh it's so great so good what i loved about this book is that some of this stuff is like totally not what i'm into but it is totally still super hot because they're yep. so into it yes there's so much sex in this book and it's a lot of it's really sexy but i'm always pulled to the stuff that isn't the traditional um, sexy stuff and it leans more towards the real stuff, especially mixed with um, especially mixed with Toby's 19 year old internal monologue. Uh, this paragraph just got me uh, because Lori's so vulnerable and really putting himself out there. Um, he's talking about uh, every, I should also mention that every time previously to nearing the end of the book where they're more solid in their relationship, um, I think Lori's always been the one to actually like penetrate Toby. Mm -hmm. Am I right on that one? I think most of the time Lori's doing the fucking. Most of the time. Yeah. 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 And Toby. It's pretty far into their relationship before Toby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gets the. Like the courage to do it because he'd only done it once before. And was worried that he wasn't going to be good at it. But he also said he didn't really like being penetrated. But also apparently. It's all about who you're with. If you take anything away from that, it's that. But so this is the time when he's going to be like actually like fucking Lori. So this is a paragraph and it's it's really real and vulnerable. And then they and then the author hits you with like 19 year old Toby. So it's like (laughs) Lori makes a mortified little noise and hesitates for a long moment, though I have no doubt he'll do it. No doubt at all. Then reaches back his hands and pulls himself open, exposed, vulnerable, inexpressibly needy and completely beautiful. I last about a cool controlled nanosecond before I slam into him (laughs) like a really short skinny juggernaut showing serious commitment to getting into some guy's arse. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And that's totally like, hey, I haven't done this a lot. Oh, that that's that was too fast. (laughs) The one line after that goes it's and then ellipses. Well, ellipses, I make it. <laughs> and then yeah and then he like I'm just, we just haven't read any sex scenes yet so here we go so um i push his hands out of the way and pull his hips back to meet my thrusts he claws at the bed as a kind of instinctive reaction to loss of physical control but i'm in him deep by then and i sort of know how to do this now his body goes pliant when the pleasure hits and the sound he makes is one for my trophy cabinet ecstasy and relief and gratitude and submission it go like and it's like just pages and pages and pages, pages of that yeah. yeah and it's great yeah Everyone is, like, long and detailed and interesting. Like, they do a lot of different interesting things. Yeah, it's not just... Well, often in, like, the hetero 
romance novels we've read, it's like kind of follows a pretty predictable pattern. Like first time she gets off and he doesn't like either goes down on Mm -hmm. her or like hand stuff or whatever. And then maybe they probably like both come doing non-intercourse stuff and then intercourse like it all it kind of does like a pretty regular pattern Mm -hmm. and in this one it's like oh it's all over the place yeah like no penetration just like no he's just this no it's yeah it's it's uh so it's uh interesting also it really keeps things fresh it does it keeps you on your toes also i'd like to say if you are not a gay man you will enjoy this book as well. You, I don't think that, and maybe this is just me and my personal preferences. Um, I'm not a gay man. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I am also not a gay man. Oh, okay. I am a gay man, and I really enjoyed the book. <laughs> I'm not a gay man, and I really enjoyed this me book. Me too. Like, like, I think I just like people doing fun stuff that they both really like doing. That yes. they're both into, yes. Because yeah. that's it, is that these sex scenes, they're hot. It do, like it doesn't matter if you're like, oh, I'm not into anal. Well, that's okay. Um, but if you like read on, it's hot. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you need to do it yourself, but I sure like reading about it because the <laughs> writing's great and they are just so into it. It's passion, I think. The passion yeah. is what makes it sexy. It's not necessarily yeah. like they could be doing any sex acts together and it wouldn't make a difference because the passion is there. It's going to be hot as fuck. Um, but there's one big thing that we haven't yet talked about and we're at 50 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> so the one big thing is kind of like the true test of their love and commitment and their understanding of each other. And Tom mentioned it earlier and it was the, the trip to the sex club, the trip to the sex club, which was um, Toby's idea I Toby say. wanted to go. Lori's Toby's like been there, it, done yeah. that. It's totally played out. I've fucked all the guys there. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm not interested in that scene. Like we have each other now. Mm-hmm. But Toby is 19, and like this is all new to him. He had been to the club that one time, the first time when he met Lori, Ugh, and, and snagged it. himself a catch. Indeed. And I think he literally even says like, "I want to go so I can say I've been to a sex party." Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And like Lori's trying to give him some like tips and stuff. Um, But what ends up happening is that Lori is feeling self-conscious about having such a young and inexperienced Dom, maybe. And one who doesn't fit the like stereotype of a Dom. Like the other Doms are all these like burly strapping kind of men. And Toby is smaller than Lori and young and like slight. Well, and the other problem is, is that they run into Lori's ex, his longtime ex, Robert, I think his name yep. was. Yeah. So, yeah, they run into Robert at the sex at the sex club. And then all of a sudden, Toby feels like he needs to prove that he belongs to be there and belongs to be with Lori and all that stuff. When, in fact, like, as we learn out, he doesn't have to prove that. No, that's yeah. that's the realization that he comes to is like, well, fuck this. No, I've got my guy. I'm good with us. And that's good for everybody. Like, nobody needs to know what's good for us because we know what's good for us. But they do. uh, The author does a great job of developing that tension and that embarrassment. And that comes along with BDSM. Part of it is like feeling ashamed that something's happening to you in front of other people. Uh, But I think Lori's up on a contraption that I can't remember the name of it. The something cross. I don't yeah. remember the name of it. Either, um, but. And so he's got him up there 
And like, I can't even imagine how freaking surreal and weird it must have been for Lori to hear his ex and his current guy talking about the best way to whip him. And like St. Andrew's cross. I just looked it up. Thank you. And he's like showing him these different moves to do and different doms are like, no, 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 no. Like that whip's too heavy. Like this one's better balanced. And they're all being like super sweet about it. But meanwhile, Lori's like shitting himself on this St. Andrew's cross. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to do it, but he'll do it for Toby if that's what Toby wants. Yeah. And Toby doesn't want to do it, but feels like. Lori wants him to, to prove himself so that they can be a legitimate couple. And it was stressful to read about that. And the entire time you're like, oh my God, is he going to whip him? Like, but he doesn't. No, he's like, it's like, I don't need to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. Do you want to do this? No. I mean, pretty late in the game, he is already tied to the thing, but they both realize like, I don't fucking care about this. I don't care about any of these people or what they think about it. Like, you're my dude. You're my dude. Let's go home. And yeah. that's totally like the power move in the situation, sure. too, is to be like, no, I don't need this fucking bullshit. I got you. Let's let's ditch this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, it was so good to read that because, as I said, I had like this pit in my stomach I as know. I as it was going on and on and on. And I was like, oh, fuck, like he's going to do this. Don't do this. Yeah, You're going to wreck everything. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't. And then and then you find out because it's always sort of been a mystery with Lori and his ex, like why they broke up. They had been together since they were like 20. They were together for a long time and something happened. There was like some incident, but they never explained. And then he finally explained like that. Um, I think he had him tied up. Anyway, he really injured him. Like he, he had him tied up and he broke his arm or his clavicle yeah, or something. something like yeah. that. I imagine it was some sort of like suspension rope play that they were doing. And then, of course, he didn't tie it good enough. Something went wrong. Lori came down. And Lori got very badly hurt. And then his ex was like, well, now I'm like scared to do it with you because I hurt you. Mm -hmm. So he started like going and being with other men. And then they broke up. And this is part of why Lori is so like. Guarded. Closed off. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, you can definitely see because Lori was totally fine. He was like, accidents happen, shall we? Yep. And yeah. Robert was now dom shy, like gun shy. <laughs> like, just yeah. Didn't, it was yeah. just like, oh, no. Um, so and also then acted like nothing was wrong. Yeah. Which I think then made Lori need to act, feel like he had to act like nothing was wrong. And then and that's how Lori became Lori. Yes. So it was nice that they ended up finding they're both so super sensitive too. they k- take care of each other really well. Like, I think after Lori kicked Toby out for the first time um, and Toby came back, Lori had been crying in the bathroom and Toby yeah, he felt like such an asshole and Toby <laughs> like took care of him. He's like, oh, shit, you've been crying. I didn't even stay to take care of you. Like, that's my job afterwards. Like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And Lori was like, what? (laughs) But I loved how much Toby wanted to take care of him. Uh, I did love when Toby comes back to his house after being kicked out. And Lori's like, oh, we got to get you out of those wet clothes. And the line that I highlighted, because it was so funny to me. Again, this author just hooked me like right away. Dude, he went on. It's fine. We're not in the 18th century. I'm not going to, like, catch a chill and die on a chaise lounge. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so I want to know Toby in real life, just saying. Right? Yeah. Also, um, I'd just like to get back to the pie. 
There is mm, yes, a the recipe pie. at the end of this book for yes. that, that pie. That made me laugh so hard yes, when I flipped I the page it. and saw the pie recipe. It's like, there. I lost my mind. Yeah, it's there. So I suggest, uh, listeners, if you ever make this pie, Tom, if you ever make this pie, yes, please, please let us know. Please let us know. It's something I'll put on our Insta. Uh, and the pie is, is the recipe is really funny, too, because it's like, oh, this takes about this long and that's just enough time to tie someone up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, There's yes, so much food so porn in this. For sure. Like, it's just, and like food related stuff like he talks about like the range that uh he has in his house yeah, and the appliances like and like mm-hmm. he just like it's so good yeah i'm deep into the venison loin with bacon cabbage chestnuts and butternut puree when i suddenly notice sherry's talking to me and i'm just like oh it's like <laughs> i'm hungry and horny at the same time That's right <laughs> yeah and on that note, we need to discuss whether or not. And I think we, you know what? I think this is like the first book that just kind of checked every box. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. We haven't really followed our general format. We just kind of um, talked your ear off about a wonderful book. But getting back to here, we didn't, I didn't count the number of sex scenes. I got lost. I tried and I got <laughs> 14, 13 between the two of them and one with Lori and Lori saxophone and man. Lori and saxophone yeah. man. Yeah. I also kind of stopped counting because they would like roll into each other. Yes. And it's like because. And yeah, what constituted it like, if it wasn't explicitly mentioned, mm-hmm. if it was yeah. referenced afterwards. So I tried to only do the ones that it was like, here's some actual graphic like, details. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Any great adjectives? I mean, the book is just, it's so well written <laughs> that the good adjectives don't really stand out like they do in the bad books because it's a bit of more of a reach in the bad books, yeah. I feel. Mine's juggernaut. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Juggernaut's good. Yeah. There was no, uh, yeah, like dumb euphemisms. I mean, my favorite phrase, which is just very emblematic of something Amy talked about, which is just the volume comes up a lot but was hot jerky jets of cum hot jerky jets of cum <laughs> but that was sort of just picked at random because there's kind of a description like that every time yes. and sometimes twice because sometimes yep. there's two loads of hot jerky jets of cum so I, I, it, you know what toby his cock completely and like his cock and his heart run simultaneously uh but at one i just have lol beside this one it just says Cock first, I head back to the chest of drawers. <laughs> Just <laughs> cock first. Well, yeah. I mean, when you've got a heart on, I mean, it's it's true. It is I mean, you're going first, cock first, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite one is probably from the pie recipe. Literally, the pie recipe just says Toby's kinky lemon meringue pie. So I'd have to go with kinky yeah. lemon meringue pie. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Uh, fuckability. Yep. I mean, I, they're just, I <laughs> love them. just like, yes, to that's, both. That's Next. the short answer. I mean, personally, I probably wouldn't gravitate towards Toby just from my preferences. But like, yeah, I mean, Grace and Sam, too. Let's throw them in the mix. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Grace has a confidence about her. Even saxophone guy. Saxophone like, guy. Other sure. than his ex, who is like kind of the villain, I guess. But like everyone else is so like open and like in touch with their sexual needs. It's great. Yeah. I think I probably have a good time in a different way with every single character in the book. Yeah, yeah. even Toby's Agreed. mom. She was sexual yeah, AF. She had a I boyfriend that she was like, I don't know, like she had sex with him and then she she never sees him again or something like that. Like, I bet Toby's mom could teach you a bunch of tricks. For could. sure. Well, because that's her whole thing is like Toby doesn't know who his dad is because she was having sex with like four guys when she was 
quite young, right? It's a real Mamma Mia situation. Really because is. his mom, I think, is younger than Lori, right? Because his mom yeah. had him when she was like 16 mm-hmm. or something. But she was already like in the art world. And even that is all framed like not as she was like a victim in any way. She was very much in control of everything that was happening. And she was like, no, this kid's mine. If you want to be a part of it, you can all be a part of it. And if not, like... And See some were a part care. of it for a while. Yeah, for a little until bit. Until they yeah. wanted to figure out who was who. Well, until Toby was like, I want to know. Or maybe even just said, like, we need to find out and then you guys can stick around. And they all just kind of pieced out. And yeah. It's sad. Well, then he, but he had his grandpa. Then, yeah, he had his grandpa and he didn't eat any of those a-holes. So, That's right. <laughs> I like we've said jerky jets of cum. And I just said a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't curse, Amy. Sorry. It's not yeah, that kind really, of podcast. <laughs> It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, fuckability. Pretty much maybe a yes for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rating. Let's rate this. Five hot jerky jets of cum out of five hot jerky jets of cum. Like, I love this book. It was well-written, romantic, totally sexual. Great book. Two thumbs up. I mean, yeah. sorry. Five out of five. Whatever our rating is. <laughs> it's yeah. arbitrary. Uh, I will also give it five kinky lemon ring pies out of five kinky lemon ring pies. Just everything Carla said. It's it's great. The sex is uh, prevalent. It's not like you have to wait for it. One hundred and fifty pages either. Like it's it's right off the bat and it continues throughout. And just the writing's great. The relationship between the two of them, like the give and take is fantastic. It it just felt like real mm-hmm. for real. For real? It felt, it, felt it, it was just a great book. I also give it five skinny juggernauts trying to get into some guy's arse out of five skinny juggernauts trying to get into some guy's arse. Um, <laughs> because of all the reasons you all said, it was it was just a really great book. There was nothing that made me feel skeezy or was questionable about it, which is usually what takes away from a rating for me. If I was like, ooh, I had to really not read carefully through this chapter. Otherwise, you know, uh, they had yep. none of that. It was really great. And if you are open to um, all different kinds of love, this book's going to be for you. Because it's got all the kinds. All the it kinds. It does have all, all the, the kinds. kinds. I loved it. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, that's it for this month. Carla, what is our book for next month? Uh, so next month, we're going to go for Fatal Truth. Seals of Shadow Force, book one by Misty Evans. Well, thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore sexy underscore book underscore podcast. So many underscores. You could probably just search the sexy book club podcast and that'll show up there. And we are also sexy book club podcast at gmail.com. Go make that kinky lemon meringue pie.